0: Girk. I do love typing. Do not mess with my Google Docs, Meeksy. Supergirl Radio is going live every night of the week. <laughs> How do you like it? Is being, becoming a human burrito a plus or a minus? I don't know. It does seem snug. I mean,
1: <laughs> they say you are what you eat.
0: Kira. I love that. So I do a podcast called Supergirl Radio, and one of our segments is Lena yeah. Luthor, Boardroom or Ballroom? Because really? She looks like a boss in this home.
1: My name is Jamal Igel uh, I am a comic book artisan writer, and I am here at yeah. Superman Celebration because they have been trying to get me back since 2011, and I was finally able to come. <laughs> and what
0: are your thoughts about Superman Celebration? Because it's a kind of small town, it's a little different than other conventions. Yeah,
1: but it, it's not, I mean, I don't mind doing smaller conventions. I, you know, I do a lot of small conventions as well, but I mean, there's the fact that the town is get so into the characters of Superman. I, I love the atmosphere. It's I tried to describe it to my wife before I came. It's like it's kind of like a comic book convention and a state fair. You know? <laughs> it's 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 very unique. It's, it's it's fun to see. I love I just everybody seems to be having such a great time. I just I love watching.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I always describe it to people. It's called Metropolis, but it's a lot more like Smallville. Yeah. So on Supergirl Radio, we always ask people what their first encounter with the character of Supergirl
1: was. -hmm. Do you remember that? Mm, Ooh. I'm pretty sure it was a reprint of one of... uh, one of her early story, like one of the uh, the action comic stories, so it was I. It was the one where I think she's like fighting a witch or something. I can't remember, or yeah, there's there's a few where she's like fighting a witch or she gets turned into a witch. You know, don't quote me, but that was like my first exposure to Supergirl as a character. Then my next exposure as a Supergirl was uh, around the time when they were doing the movie and she had like the, the the 80s headband and that was actually because i was a big legion of superheroes fan so and she would appear in legion of superheroes and then one of my favorite legion stories is a great darkness saga so and she has such a prominent role in that story as well so those are like my my really big recollections of Supergirl you know, prior to like getting into the industry, and then obviously like the post like burn revamp and you know all that other stuff. You
0: mentioned the Legion of Superheroes, so I'm curious why you like the Legion.
1: I always kind of saw the Legion as sort of outward bound for alien kids, you know. Just the I like the 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 concept of initially the teenage versions, you know, because I started. Going back and reading Superboy and the Legion of Superheroes, like early, like the earliest, just any adventure comic stuff, and but like by the time like I started reading seriously was around that era. It was like the Great Darkness Saga era. So like you know the other it's like if you could take the Justice League and mix it with Star Wars, that's and Star Trek, that's what Legion of Superheroes should feel like. Ultimately, you have all of these. Disparate characters from different worlds, different you know technology levels, different you know different ideologies, and then you mix in all like the the young person, teenage angst, and sexual tension, and everything else. That's that what that I think is what makes Legion even more unique than say something like you know the X Men. You know, I mean the X Men are bound. By the fact that they're all mutants, but the Legion are bound by something bigger. They're bound by the dream. They're bound by their desire to protect the UP, and you know, to be heroes, to live up to the legacy of Superman and Superboy and Supergirl. And
0: what got you into art? What got you into wanting to,
1: to draw? Superman the movie. <laughs> yes, my grandfather took me to see Superman the movie when I was five and i immediately fell in love and then it just seemed like everything else in my life was surrounded by comics and superheroes and you know this is the 70s so you had the adventures of superman on television and then you had like the, the they were showing reruns of the uh, the filmation superman series and then you know and then you know seven being a 70s kid and you said stuff like you know uh, the Spider-Man TV series and the Incredible Hulk. And then on Saturday morning, she had like Electra Woman and Dinah Girl. And you know, just the you know, reruns of Batman 66, like all of this stuff just kind of all came together. and made me really want to do comics and really want to draw. I just started like from that moment, just start like everything became about art for me.
0: So guide me through the process of creating
1: if i'm just coming on as the artist usually i'm a you know it i'm usually approached by somebody whether it's like a writer or an editor and you know a discussion has to happen in the beginning usually about whether or not because you have to feel like you're a good fit not every project is going to be a good fit for somebody and i've turned stuff down that just didn't feel like a good fit for me that I didn't think that I could bring my A game to because I've also been in a situation where just to like have steady work going, I've taken on stuff and it's just, I, it just didn't work out the way that I would have wanted it to. So it always begins with a conversation. You always have to have a conversation about what the the goals of the series are if it's already a long-running series like what can I add to it like what you know what do you need from me if it's just like a single issue or a couple of issues I can't you know there you know I'll do it but it, it's not the same as being able to come onto to a series full-time and be the artist that sort of shapes and guides the look of the series so that's where it starts and then it's usually a conversation with the writer um, multiple, sometimes multiple conversations with the writer. If I'm, if it's especially if it's not someone that I'm familiar with or have, or have worked with before, because it, it's just like any other creative endeavor, you have to feel comfortable with the people that you're working with, and you have to feel like you can trust them to uh, to deliver their part and build trust in them that you will give them the work that they deserve it's weird to put it that way actually but it kind of I don't know that's kind of like the the way that I feel like I I tend to put so much of myself emotionally into what I do and if I'm not doing that I feel like I'm I'm performing a disservice so I want to feel like I'm being I'm investing my time and my energy in something that's going to be fulfilling not just financially but you know emotionally and intellectually in some cases as well
0: when I talk to comic book writers it seems like they all write differently different. yeah. they might have a script they might have something else right 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 um, so what, what are you usually handed
1: it depends like I've worked on full scripts with like dialogue and camera directions and various precise notes. And I worked from a one-page outline and built an entire book from it. From like, you know, each sentence is a page and I built an entire book from it. And again, it goes back to that trust thing that I was talking about before, being able to trust your creative partners and them having trust in you. So, you know, with certain writers, you know, Sterling being an example, Over the two years that we worked together, we kind of had a shorthand that we developed with each other, you know, because we were able to build a relationship of trust between the two of us, you know, and knew that we were, we were aiming for the same direction. And
0: for Supergirl, did you go back and look at some of the old comics? Did you have an
1: inspiration? (laughs) Um, I was told not to look. And I looked anyway. Um, my, my biggest inspiration for Supergirl really was trying to, after talking to Sterling, um, trying to find that balance between having her be, because our approach was to present her as just this normal girl who suddenly had these powers and this responsibility that she didn't ask for, but was trying to live up to. And that was a lot of the drama that we built into this series. You know, she was constantly questioning her place. She was constantly questioning whether or not she was doing the right thing. She was being hounded by Cat in, in the press. You know, she was being you know. Subtly tormented by the, by Superwoman, you know, it, you know, she was having to deal with her mother being on her back suddenly after being gone, you know, being gone, you know, thinking she was dead, and you know, now Allura's back and running New Krypton, and you know, closing herself off emotionally because she's dealing with the loss of her husband, you know, and there were so many moments in our run that resonated so personally to me from an, an emotional standpoint. The, the, the scene where zor gets killed and Kara's cradling him and crying, like I've, you know, not to go into details, but I've, I've experienced that very same thing. And I know Sterling has, I didn't know that that was a key catalyst to him writing that scene was, you know, dealing with his, his own father's passing. So, you know, and, you know, Allura's, you know, Kara's relationship with Allura and trying to reconcile that I've, you know, I've had to deal with stuff like that with, you know, members of my own family. And the thing that sold me initially on working on the book was Sterling was reading Sterling's first script which ended up being the script for issue 34 which it impressed me so much that I was, was like with my wife I was like you have to read this this is so good you know so he immediately had my trust and I wanted to be able to I wanted him to be able to trust me to to deliver whatever he put down on the page What do
0: you like about
1: her? Super... I like that she doesn't give up that she she makes mistakes. She may not always want to own them, but she makes mistakes. But she never gives up. That's 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 the biggest thing. That that's she's a good kid. You know, she's smart and she's funny when she wants to be. And they and they think that you know, in spite of you know, just speaking specifically of what we did, like in spite of all the trauma that all and fairly recent trauma that she had gone through. the fact that she wanted to live up to this ideal, not just the ideal that, you know, that Clark laid out before her, but the ideals that her father laid out before her. You know, she was trying to live up to, you know, being a part of the House of L. And I think that in subsequent years, you know, there have been, like, peaks and valleys on those themes. I think that Tom King really like kind of stepped in and said hey i'm gonna write the ship a little bit i wasn't a huge fan of what they did with like the new 52 version at the same time you could see them like slowly trying to make changes to kind of get her back to where she where we left her and i kind of like what they're start, what they're trying to do with her in the in the current books Um, I have to see where it goes, where it goes. I mean, I know what I would like to do, like, like the writer in me knows what I would like to do, especially with her and power girl. Like I have a very specific idea of what you could do with the, like with that dynamic and that relationship, but you know, I'm not the writer. So You mentioned
0: during your panel that you were doing some of your own stuff.
1: Yes. uh, Yes
0: listeners and our viewers
1: about Absolutely. So uh, I just finished a series that'll be out from Dark Horse. I'm working with Scott Snyder. It's called Dudley Datsun and the Forever Machine. It's a YA adventure about a uh, a 16-year-old kid who inherits a watch that allows him to travel through space and time, and he teams up with a talking dog named Daedalus. And they have to protect the watch from a uh, 5,000-year-old conspiracy. Uh, so I'm doing that, and I've been, for the last five years, I've been working with Ahoy Comics on a series called The Wrong Earth, which is uh, written by Tom Pyre, speaking of Legion of Superheroes. Uh, and our, he also wrote Our Man and Super, Adventures of Superman and everything else, and he was one of the original Vertigo editors. And that's it's a series about two versions of the same you know, urban vigilante Um, Dragonfly and Dragonfly Man who at first end up on each other's earths but are now in the current series they've teamed up and they've ended up on a third universe that is not their own and they're trying to get back to their original universes. So. It's actually really fascinating because we, when we were conceiving this series, I was actually on vacation in Japan and dragonflies are not just everywhere, they're like ubiquitous, but they permeate like Japanese culture. So I was telling Tom, we were like bouncing around ideas of what kind of characters they would be. And I was telling Tom, you know, dragonflies in Japanese culture, they represent nobility and grace and he's like, "Oh really? Because in European culture, dragonflies are called emissaries of the devil." So that was like that was that was like, "Okay, now we have our heroes. Now we have our our dichotomy between the two characters." So, yeah, we built everything from that. This
0: is such a big question but mm-hmm. now that I'm sitting and talking to an artist, I've been trying to figure out the answer. I'm sure everyone has done this. So. Right, right been trying to answer for myself is what is art? A lot of people, you know, have different opinions and mm-hmm. ideas about that. I've been trying to do a personal study on that. So I guess in your opinion, if you had to answer the question, it's right. a
1: huge question. It is a huge question.
0: But if you had to answer for, answer the, in response to the question, what is art, what do you think
1: you might say? Art is expression. Art, art is emotional expression. The of uh, the it is the the nonverbal tool of communication that binds the entire world together because we all speak different languages but we can all recognize the same imagery if we're shown it without words and that that is that is the the, the greatest way that you could express yourself without having to open your mouth or even write a single letter is Just draw something and that is art, that is emotional expression.
0: Do not mess with my Google Docs, Meeksy. Supergirl Radio is going live every night of the week. <laughs> How do you like it? Is being, becoming a human burrito a plus or a minus? I don't know. It does seem snug. <laughs> I mean, they say you are what you eat. Tierra. I love that. So I do a podcast called Supergirl Radio, and one of our segments is Lena yeah. Luthor boardroom uh, or ballroom because really? outfit, she looks like a boss in this coat.